we're going. We don't need eyes to see. Yes! It's the science fiction rating system. Uh, we're here. It's another horror film. I'm happy. It's not Halloween anymore, but uh, that's all right. We're still watching horror films. We're in the middle of our horror trilogy. It's, it's always Halloween for you, isn't it, Alex? Yeah, I just realised I didn't do a line from Sunshine. Uh, what, what line would you have done? I fucked up. Ah, uh, good line. Okay. Well, sunsh- I did fuck up, yeah. so I didn't do it. <laughs> it did. Appropriate. The sun was yeah. shining last week. This week is Event Horizon, a film made 10 years before Sunshine. Uh, 1997, directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. Uh, people often get him confused with Paul Thomas Anderson, don't they? Do uh, they? Same kind of name, don't you think? We're kind of radically no. different careers, though. Yeah, but, you know. Well, okay. yeah, Paul Paul W.S. Anderson. <laughs> um, he directed uh, Mortal Kombat, which I would say, big claim, one of the best uh, films of a computer game ever made. Definitely, it's a great film. Good, the first right. one was brilliant, yeah. Yeah. He also directed Resident Evil, one of also mm. the best films of a computer game ever made. Oh, I mean, yeah, mm. you're losing me now. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, and it was written by Philip Eisner, who uh, the only thing I could find he wrote was Firestarter 2 Rekindled. Mm, so, oh, uh, nice title. Yeah, good title. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, um, had you all seen Event Horizon before? Yeah. Yeah, good. Good. I think. I remember when it came out. I think I went to the cinema, actually. Oh, okay. I think too young. You, you could have seen you too young, yeah. Okay, yeah. maybe not. I think it's a film that most people have seen, and also it's a film that was quite influential. A lot of people probably thought they've seen it if they haven't seen it, I would say. I think it's a film that a lot of people like me I'm and sure probably you, Chris, like watch too young. Mm. Yeah, it I only watched it because it was space. Me. Ooh, when I first yeah, yeah, I remember it was scary. Yeah, yeah that's what you want. Um, well, I w- the title card at the beginning of the film sets a scene. 2015, the first permanent colony established on the moon. So we're behind on that. Uh, 2032, commercial mining begins on Mars. 2040, deep space research vessel Event Horizon launched to explore boundaries of solar system. She disappears without a trace beyond the eighth planet Neptune. It is the worst space disaster on record. 2047, now. So we're in 2047 and uh, the Event Horizon is popped back up, hasn't it? It's reappeared. And everyone's a bit confused because they don't know why it's reappeared. Um, so Sam Neill, who is a, he, he made the ship, he uh, is put together with this kind of ragtag crew of, uh, uh, of uh, astronauts. I don't know. They're rescue team, aren't they? They're not assassins. No, they're, I think like, they're um, military, aren't they? Military. No, yeah. they're, they're like, um, yeah, they're rescue. Yeah. Res- yeah. Search and rescue, aren't yeah. they? They've been out on like... Deployed for years, haven't they? And they're saying they're yeah. due like shore leave, and they've yeah. been rerouted to go and do this mission. So they're pretty annoyed with them from the start. The Lewis and Clark, the yeah. Lewis and Clark, is indeed. So they're led by uh, Captain Miller, which is Lawrence Fishburne, and uh, a quite a, a quite a good cast. Again, you've got some good people here. You've got uh, Jason Isaacs, uh, which people will know Brilliant. from Star Trek Discovery. Mm. Uh, Sean Pertwee, who you uh, amazing, you love Terrible. Sean. You like Sean Pertwee, <laughs> I love, don't you? I love Pertwee. Yeah, I love him. Uh, Jolie Richardson, uh, she's there, uh, and La- Lawrence yeah. Fishburne. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, sorry, he's. Do the you captain. think that La- we've seen more Lawrence Fishburne than any other actor? Because it seems to be so many films we watch. Mm, it's Do been a think? lot. We'd have to add it up. I think we've yeah. seen a lot of. Uh, he's in Matrix. Yeah. To watch it next time as well, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so from the off, this is a bit unlike Sunshine. From the off, this is a horror film, isn't it? Mm. You get you, yeah. you got creepy stuff happens straight away. You've got Sam Neill 
having horrible dreams about his dead wife and stuff like that. And it's got quite, I think it's quite, it sets quite a good atmosphere. Um, it, 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 it's kind of a lot like Alien, obviously. You've yeah. got that. I mean, it's not. Um, but I think one of the triumphs of Event Horizon is it's not really, it doesn't hide the influences. It's not pretending to be that original, I would say. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, I think it's a. It's not a B movie, but yeah, it knows what it is. Doesn't yeah, it? it knows it what, it knows what it's, it is. It's, it's using a lot of the horror tropes for, for better and the... worse. Really, I'd say for the better. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, the Lewis and Clark heads off, and there's a, oh, there's a bit at the beginning where they're so basically that the Event Horizon as a ship it, it could fold time and space, and there's that bit where Sam Neill demonstrates how it's done. The shortest distance between two points is zero, and that's what the Gateway does. It folds space so that point A and point B coexist in the same space and time. And then the spacecraft passes through the gateway, space returns to normal. It's called a gravity drive. How do you know all this? I built it. And what film is it? I couldn't remember where they do exactly the same yeah, no, I was thinking demonstration. That. Chris, yeah. can you remember? Um, is it like Arma- is it Armageddon? No, no. I think because we've cause, watched and they like they put the pen through more uh, like harshly in it, don't they? Yeah, the other one because I thought yeah. it was this scene. I was like, oh no, it's from something else. But yeah, I couldn't remember what it was. Yeah. Anyway, well, if you if someone can remember out there, uh, yeah. but basically the way he describes how they do the wormhole. So basically, the the event horizon has a wormhole on board, and that's how it travels all over the place. But it's disappeared. It's come back and. Um, like you say, as Sam pointed out, everyone's a bit pissed off because they've got to go, not have sure leave, go and find out what's going on uh, with the Lewis and Clark. So uh, it's quite, I think it's the design of the ship, I think, is pretty good. Mm. It's Don't unique, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. I think it's a very. Uh, it's a uh, rip off of a uh, Klingon bird of prey. Ooh. You think? You think? I suppose a bit. Mm. Okay. I well, think the uh, it's got that big. It make any sense like their little it? timeline as well, right? So they make just they're going through the times of like we colonized this, mm, and then yeah. we made a ship which could literally like fold time and space. Yeah, we invented that technology. Yeah, and we and we just sent that that went away, and we just did nothing else with that technology. Then did we? But they didn't Ooh. understand. Unlike Sunshine, they thought, "Wow, that's a huge disaster. We better not try that again." That's that's completely unbelievable scenario what? that would never happen so you don't think they would go that because they say it's the biggest disaster ever they invent something new like that it probably costs loads it disappears you're not telling you did no investigations no trying to simulate rebuilding and using the technology you know it just doesn't make any sense you don't think that he sam neil would have been disgraced everyone would have tried to cover it up loads of people died you know like when you don't think it would be like a big it's like the one of, I mean, one of the Apollos blew up. That was pretty, I mean, you know, it's pretty bad. No one just like, eh, carry on. Well, they did carry on, but. Well, you know. yeah, they did. That's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> well, what do you think with this, Sam? Do you think it's unbelievable? Space shuttle blows up. They don't just bin the others. I don't think it matters, really, does it? I mean. I'm just saying, I, just don't, I don't think that's credible, but. Yeah, no, fair enough, but I don't know. I, th- I like the way that they kind of like treat it a bit like myth when he says the event horizon and they're all like, oh mm. shit, like, but no, I, I get what you're saying that like it, it, something as monumental as we're skipping dimensions, they probably wouldn't just think, let's not touch that. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
But also, they don't explicitly say they're not, do they, really? They're not saying, no. we stop the technology. Maybe, like, they're warping, you know, cats across yeah. dimensions or something like <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> they're coming back like devil cats. Yeah, yeah maybe. they cats. Um, well, I think, see, to me, again, maybe this is a big claim, but I think Event Horizon, I can't think of another film, I think this established... What they're doing really is, and it's very obvious when they fly up to the when they first see it, it's in a it's a big storm all around it, and that is obviously like if you're like coming up to a haunted house, you know, always the films in a horror film, you know, you'd be driving, there'd be your car breaks down out in a storm, there's a haunted house, and almost like a ghost ship. I think I would say that Event Horizon invented the idea of a kind of ghost spaceship. Do you know what I mean? And there are a lot of films that rip this off uh, mm. going forward. Um, but I quite like the way they keep the kind of idea. It's kind of like a shipwreck underwater, isn't it? And then exactly. you've just got like your light beam. Yeah, when exactly. You see the hole. Yeah. yeah, and it's quite a, 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 you know spacey, scary as we've learned from a lot of films. <laughs> and um, I think it's like I think it's the way they do it. They're kind of using that kind of imagery of the storm and all the kind of like weirdness about it. But like, yeah, they're kind of it does almost feel a bit old fashioned. The idea of this kind of wreck that's there that they've got to kind of board and oh, what happened? We don't know mm. what happened. I quite like the- all that. The cross on the uh, the cross shaped window is a bit on the nose, isn't it? Uh, it's an on the nose film, though, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It doesn't buckle. It yeah. seems like a really silly like design of ship, doesn't oh, it? Like, I like the design. That big long corridor. What down it's the middle? Odd. Yeah, yeah, it is odd. I, I I just imagine that's what they need to do this technology, I suppose. But mm. or do you need that to like keep the crew away from the engine because it gives off a radiation or something yeah, like maybe, that? Maybe. maybe. You've I like it's question. like big like helmet face at the front. I like that look yeah. of that mm. sort of thing. Yeah. But, but it's such like a Klingon or Romulan design. Yeah, you're right. It is very Klingon. Yeah. Well, the, I think the gateway, that because the, 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 they get on board the ship and obviously there's a, there's a lot of jump scares and stuff and flashing lights and blood everywhere. It's all a bit creepy and all that. But um, they find the gateway and the, I read that the, the original description of it was that it was a smooth, featureless black orb suspended in mm-hmm. midair with rotating arms, but that Paul Anderson changed it because he was very influenced by Hellraiser. Yeah. And Clive Barker was an advisor on the film, so it wasn't oh, was like... He? A, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, he was, he did, he, he was um, involved a little bit. Um, definitely, I read that. Um, so I think he... He changed it to look a bit more like ancient. It looks a bit kind of weird, doesn't it? It looks almost like there's root, like carvings on it and stuff. It looks like some kind of weird gateway, uh, it, which I, I mean, think is quite a good design. It doesn't make any sense at all. It looks like a steampunk <laughs> engine. It, but that's the good, thing, though. But the thing, the thing that was weird about this is that, to me, the design of that implies that the people making it already know they're going to hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, th- I expected okay. the reason that twist of Samuel going like, "Well, it yeah, I, she themselves. was already dead. I was going back to hell to get her back because it, it looks, uh, it is so gothic and yeah, Hellraiserish." Yeah, um, I guess. Which I mean, it's a cool design, but like, it just yeah. doesn't. There's a disconnect there, isn't it? Between if you, if you, if the way you've come to realize about d- dimensional travel, you, you, you've had to like put these runes on it. Wouldn't oh. somebody go? You know, why is this? Why, why is this the solution <laughs> that gets us this point? Who found this out? Who worked out that these runes made it made? Yeah, you know, I guess. yeah. It's got too much like Stargate about it for me. Like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I quite, I, I quite like all that. But um, fundamentally, I mean, plot-wise, this <laughs> film doesn't really have a plot. The plot really, all that really matters plot-wise is that they're all aboard, uh, they're mostly on the event horizon because Lewis and Clark is damaged, isn't it? But what starts to happen is everyone starts seeing 
uh, kind of like they start seeing things. They're kind of dead haunted. People. Seeing dead people. They see dead people. Uh, yeah. They're haunted. It's a bit like flatliners uh, in a sense. Or there's, again, a lot of films use this kind of like trope of some guilty bad thing from their past. They're haunted by those images. Yeah. And the majority of this film is pretty much people kind of like slowly going a bit mental, isn't it? Really? That's pretty yeah. much mm. the whole film. Um, in a good way, though, I think. Did it freak you out still, Sam? Uh, I mean, this the this hell bits I still found quite disgusting. Um, and I still think, it, it, yeah, the horror, it builds up as they get like trapped on the ship and stuff like that. It has still mm. got a nice... In a way, Sunshine didn't build up to it. This does build up to it all going a bit mad mm. in a nice, mm. satisfying sort of way, yeah. Yeah, and also what this has, I think, over Sunshine is that Sam Neill's character, I think he's actually got a good performance. He slowly gets a bit more and more mucked up, doesn't he? He's going more and more. He's getting more disturbed. He's getting more confused. He's seeing more mm. things. They mm. do gradually pull that along, which I think is quite well done, considering he would have been the... He was the star, pretty much, wasn't he? He was a name he's, at this point. He's a better actor than this film deserves, I think. Like, he's doing a really... I think he's really good in it. And, yeah. But I also think he's, he's a bit out of place... <laughs> You know, like he's like he's in something else a bit, but yeah, I see what you mean. Mm. I know what you mean. Um, I mean, all that religious stuff—they pretty much it is like you say, it's really on the nose because you've got Sean Pertwee's character who, like, you know, he's he's a Catholic. Is he says he's Catholic, doesn't he? And he's yeah, I think he's so, yeah. very much against mm. it all. From the he, he hates it from the off, doesn't he? Yeah, he doesn't really want to go anywhere near it. Uh, um, I mean, so that stuff is not really hidden. I think it's very, again, unlike Sunshine, where they kind of hint at some kind of, maybe there's more of a religious idea. It's With this, it's pretty much like, yeah, it's there is a religious element. But to me, is it that because we went, they went so far with the science, they entered into the realms of religion because there is no real way of understanding science at that point? Do you know what I mean? I think it'd all be put down to like a breakdown of uh, like the crew's psychology, mm. like in Sunshine. Yeah. But like the idea to me, I thought was that like, because we'd have no way of understanding concepts like that, that we may go with religious imagery and religious uh, kind of stuff, because that's maybe our way of interpreting that, that something that alien or that kind of out there. I think that the existence of the, baroque device makes that an impossibility and that instead it's that hell is a literal place in another right. dimension that at some point in the past had a direct influence over earth ah, okay. and led that's to religion and, and hell actually exists and that's why they like to quote latin and stuff like that because mm. maybe that's the language of hell or whatever yeah that's the one that's what i got because I don't, I don't see how else you get to the point of them so explicitly basically making a hell gate aren't they like so mm. hell must be a place that you can actually get to not only civilization, yeah. but I think what Chris you said then about it being the psychology going wrong would make more sense and would be kind of more interesting that it is the hell they've mm. created, but it isn't that for me. But, I think it is literally but within all these cultures because all these people have come from like a westernized culture yeah. on that ship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is the base level. It goes back to like in your deep psyche that it becomes Latin and. Catholic yeah. and Europe, you know, a European mentality yeah. of hell. I think that'd be more interesting, especially if they got someone yeah. from a different religion on and they were seeing something completely different. Yeah, that'd be super if I had like yeah. a Japanese person on there yeah. and it was completely different. Mm. But the problem is, because yeah. of that gate, that 
that makes think that's not what they're doing, and they're saying no, hell really does exist, and it really is in a different dimension to us. And you mm. know. okay, mm. yeah. So it's, it, you think there's almost they could make a different film with this idea a little bit, and then go a different direction with it. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. think there's, there's a, definitely an idea there. Yeah, the, the idea that hell isn't really there, but it's what you make it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I think Lawrence Fishburne's pretty good. He's a good captain, isn't he? He's quite kind of like, he makes decisions. He's no nonsense. You know, like, it's quite good to see, again, like, I'm just comparing it to Sunshine because that's what we did last. But, like, that captain's a bit weird, doesn't really do much. Uh, right. Lawrence Fishburne's a bit more kind of active, I would say. But this is a more, this is a more far-off future science mm. in, the, in a sci-fi sense, I think. This is closer to, like, a... Aliens, we Aliens yeah. and... I mean, really, they're all just—they're just playing at characters from Aliens, aren't they? That's what they do. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a—it's a nightmare, like making something like this because you just becomes derivative. Well, yeah, <laughs> because you can't help it. Yeah. But... Would you know why it was a real nightmare making this film, Chris? Uh, nope. Because uh, he got this gig because he'd had so many successes before, uh, and he had to turn down. Uh, he was offered the movie on the strength of the box office success of his previous film, Mortal Kombat. He turned mm-hmm. down three films. He turned down X-Men. He turned down the X-Files film and Alien Resurrection. All three of them could have been directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. So that's a kind of an odd alternate future. Um, but the problem with this film was uh, he was supposed to have 10-week editing period to get the first cut. Uh, but then Paramount decided they wanted to have a hit before Titanic came out, so they completely mm. reduced the amount of time he had to edit the film together. So he had mm. to go... He had uh, six weeks to basically put it all together. So he lost mm. four weeks editing or, you know, making a film. Um, See, again, back then, it was more of an actual time-consuming issue. That was an issue. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Physically yeah. editing it, putting it together. Yeah, yeah. yeah also, exactly. you've got you've got the bit about the first screening. Oh, that? what? The, well, people were just so upset because it was so horrifically well, gory. There's like a yeah. There's like um, you know, a Hollywood legend of basically the first screen. I think it was almost three hours long. The original cut. Yeah, and people were fainting in the original, uh, <laughs> the original screening of it because they all the the extended hell sequences. I mean, yeah. apparently there's about half an hour of hell footage, isn't there, in total? Yeah, um, yeah. Which someone found in a salt mine in Transylvania. Did you read that? <laughs> yeah, that's amazing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's like one VHS copy of it that they got out of a yeah. salt mine in Transylvania, but they, and there's no special edition because they can't restore it. They'd lost it, but the, the original cut is. Is horrific, basically, absolutely horrific. Which you do see a little little snatches of, don't you? If you, yeah, I think. I mean, yeah, there is all the footage they find of uh, uh, of the the footage of the shit cruise final moments and stuff. I mean, I don't know. I love that kind of thing, but I don't know if it had gone too far. Maybe then it would just be a bit silly. Like totally, I do, yeah. I think the film has a good atmosphere, um, and the fact is there are some kind of dated effects in this. Some yeah. of the special effects do don't don't stand up. But if there was more of that. It probably well, that, would make it a trashy film, like you know. When they too find trashy. the they find the video log and they show like the hell orgy or whatever, like the quick yeah. little cuts of it, and like that. When I was a kid, that was I was like, oh my god, this is terrifying. I'd not this for ages. But yeah. if you if you if you go on YouTube, you can basically see someone's like slowed it down to shot by shot, and oh. it does look absolutely absurd. 
And so you think really like maybe Paramount did save it in the edit because if it had been mm. extended cuts of this ridiculous, like there's a guy pulling his own guts out through his mouth and all these like weird like devils like like yeah. um, doing people doggy style and stuff like that. And it just oh, looks God. nonsense, like absolute yeah. nonsense. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. I think, yeah, I think actually... The restraints. I mean, it'd be. Well, that's why it is. It is nonsense because it's like, a, as you, as we've said, it's like a Roman Catholic, yeah. fucking yeah. legend. Mm. And it works better as quick cuts of it because you're like, oh, it's a bit gross, you know. Yeah. Well, it's more in your head. Probably the child Sam was probably completely yeah. all sorts of. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, it was horrible. Crazy things that yeah, uh, yeah that didn't even. There's some interesting things in this film, like mm. in design sense. Um, they I read some on um, Reddit about the director asked the crew to think about what their country's flag would be like in the future. Oh, okay. And they redesigned their country's flag. So Sam Neill, um, the Australian flag, is it New Zealand or Australia on his patch? And then, but where the British Union in the Canton, Mm. he changed that for the Aboriginal flag. Oh, that's quite cool. That's good. Um, and then the British actors mm. had a European Union flag, but with more stars on it. Oh. Um, and then the American actors couldn't envisage, envisage <laughs> them changing their flag, so it's exactly the same. <laughs> wow. And I think that says more about America than yeah. anything. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what uh, our commenters <laughs> will think about that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The guy that wrote it, uh, he basically just pitched Shining in Space. That's all he said. Uh, and they gave him the money for that. Or they, they greenlit it from that. Um, but he had a, uh, a horrible family tragedy. Uh, and because of that, he just couldn't write it. And it was only because the studio executive was nice and like they became friends that he helped him through the process to write a first draft to get it basically done because he just couldn't write. He had complete writer's block. So again, Mm. that's quite an odd kind of like, you know, that's quite an odd concept. I mean, you can see the whole thing of being haunted by your regrets and your past and all that stuff. That's kind of, uh, you could see how that could come from someone who was maybe had some pretty horrible thing happen to them. Um, Mm. But I mean, plot wise, it all just kind of descends into craziness, doesn't it? So basically, they keep seeing more stuff. People keep dying. Uh, Sam Neill gets more and more mental. Uh, and to the point where he gets completely mental uh, and he yeah. does some pretty horrible stuff to Jason Isaacs. Um, That's sort of the turn into the last act, isn't it? When he, he, yeah. he his eyes get pushed out and he goes yeah. a bit. And then we get some yeah. terrible makeup effects of, you know, they they kind of like put that weird, obviously they can't really take his eyes out, can they? So you no, get one no. effect shot, but then after that, they just put this like heavy makeup over his eyes as though he's like <laughs> slashed them and they've come out mm. rather than gone yeah. in. It looks really yeah. odd, doesn't it? doesn't, yeah, but I also read that Jason Isaacs asked to take the dummy of his likeness with the chest sliced open home, um, oh, and the special effects department was so shocked that they said no, they needed it, but they didn't. They just didn't want to give it to him. Why did you want that? What <laughs> would he do know. with that? I don't know, but I love the idea well, of them to keep little mementos. I think of you. Yeah, food. I love the idea of them just panicking, saying no, no, we need it, and it's like oh, we don't need it, but I just don't want to give it to him. <laughs> it's it's funny that scene because that's like. In my mind, that's the iconic shot of this film. That him, yeah, like, you know, crucified, open, yeah, crucified bits of people. But really, like, it's a very strange. You only see it for like a couple of seconds, don't you? Mm. And it's sort of an after note to, you know, it's yeah. not really relevant, is it? Like someone just sees it and like, oh, he's dead. Yeah, but mm. 
It's hard in my mind. That was a big like climax of the film. That was. You but know, I think that is kind of where like horror succeeds uh, in, as a genre because there there can be very small moments that can literally impact on you so heavily that you yeah, yeah when mm. you watch it again you're like oh that's not even you know that's hardly anything but um, yeah yeah you're right yeah yeah because like I remember him like being alive through it all and you know it all being in loads of detail but that's just what my mind's embellished isn't it because it's such a disgusting yeah. image yeah it's clever yeah, yeah. Mm. um but we pretty much mean uh, it, the film goes on here I think there's some the 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 guy on fire that's not a very good effect that doesn't look good um <laughs> at all yeah. so you, you know um Lawrence Fishburne fights with his uh his uh, regret which was a crew man who was uh, who was who's on fire um and uh, i mean it is it, it's a good ending it, it kind of um it's what you want. It delivers. There's lots of Sam Neill going on about hell and kind of like, you know, um, spouting nonsense and stuff. The ship brought me back. I told you she won't let me leave. She won't let anyone leave. Did you really think you could destroy this ship? She's defied space and time. Um, and I think it is quite good that Lawrence Fishburne um, and uh, what's it, Jolie and the other woman all survive. They're not really the characters that going into it you'd think would survive. Yeah. Uh, especially not in a horror film. You're not looking at those people surviving. Pretty much they would be the ones that would die, I would say. Um, so that's quite good. But um, yeah, I mean, I went through that quite quickly. But it's one of those films where it isn't really, there isn't much plot. It is more kind of about how it looks and the atmosphere and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. It's, mm. There's not much to say other than, well, like what you said, it is. Yeah. It's very straightforward. But. Mm. But really, you... this sort of film doesn't need to be anything else, does it? Really? No, 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 I don't think so. Did you, uh, Chris, did you enjoy it or did you find that the science stuff just annoyed you too much? Yeah, I think it gets a bit annoying once it gets into the the horror-y type stuff. You weren't keen um, on it. It was too much horror for you, was it? I remember being scared, like, when I was little. Mm. When I, I mean, it was scary. Mm. Um, but it's just stupid now. Yeah. It looks silly. Um and I don't as you say, there's not a lot of story going on really. No. Um and yeah, it's it's weak in that department. And that's the most important thing. Mm. Okay. Sam, how about you? Um, you know, I, I kinda like it. I it's I think the script is bad and the like I, I think I'm the opposite to Chris. I actually enjoy it when they stop talking because I don't think they, I don't think the script works at all really well. I don't, like, I don't like many of the characters. Can't stand Sean Pertwee or Jason Isaacs. Both of them really annoy me. Um, but the space trucker stuff isn't that good. No, I think, no. and it does get silly. Then that is a problem. But I just, I like the the idea of it. Is quite. It's so it's so ridiculous that I mm. kind of go with it, and it is. It is like it is an effective horror film. I think it is quite scary yeah. still, um, even though it does get silly. And yeah. also, it it there's um, I don't know if either of you have played the new Doom that came out a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which takes this concept and runs with it, and it's basically there's like a facility on Mars, and there's they are explicitly trying to open a Hellgate, and it's really, mm. it, it's really good. The story is only that is ridiculous, but it's fantastic, mm. and I think a lot of that has come from this film, without a doubt. They've taken yeah. from that, which makes me think that maybe you could make. I think if you were more explicit about saying how Sam Neill you know, was actually trying to summon 
hell because mm. that's where his what his dead wife had gone because he because yeah. mm. you think she you know she's, she's suicide to sin isn't it so mm. she can't go to heaven she's gone to hell if he is entirely aware about what he's doing and he's making a hell gate mm. i think you've got a really interesting sort of weird thing there and mm. that they yeah. don't follow that through is perhaps you know one of the f- film's main faults but yeah yeah alex what did you think overall oh, no well interesting just to interject you said about doom uh, allegedly when uh, he opens the blinds in his room at the beginning the whooshing sound effect is the sound effect from doom when you open a door oh right yeah but yeah. that's that's in loads of stuff like that is it that noise oh is it oh okay that door opening <laughs> noise you, you if i I'll, I'll drop it in here because that's in so many things that noise is yeah <laughs> Oh really? That's funny. Yeah, yeah. What? What? Because yeah. so many people love Doom, or just it's because... like a Wil- it's like the Wilhelm scream, isn't it? It's like one of those like uh, stock okay. stock effects that gets used yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's funny though. Um, I I like it. I think it. Um, I think it does. I think it wears its influences on its sleeve. I don't think it's pretending to be anything. You know, I think it it very obviously references Hellraiser uh, and in a good way. Uh, and I think it's got a lot of notes and a lot of. Um, lots of tropes and things from other horror films but I think where it does go where it is different is it's setting those in space and that is a difference and it is new and it is interesting and I mm. like the design of the ship and the gate and stuff and the design of the ship's mental oh, yeah I like I quite it's like, like a corridor of like made of knives why would you like spinning <laughs> round like why would you do that I don't I don't yeah well, I like it um, that's what I mean that's why you have to think of it as like they know it's a hell ship yeah yeah, yeah I mean maybe there is some joined up thinking that could have been done at the time to make it yeah. a much better film. It's not it's not a good film as in it's not like gonna win any awards for yeah, the script or the acting or anything. But I just think it, it, it works. It delivers what you want it. It's creepy, it's pretty disgusting. It's a fun time, um, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. fun. Like I think it's uh yeah fun times. Yeah. It's it knows what it is and it runs with that and I've got I've got no problems with films that do that. I think that's uh, respectable as a I've as put a, that I've put the Doom door in the chat. Ah, uh, okay. Listen, listen <laughs> to that noise, you'll recognise it. Put the Doom door in the... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I do recognise it. Yeah. It's a load of stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's funny, though. But who invented, who invented the sound, then? Did they know. invent it for the game, then? It's, it's, it's called the Doom door, doesn't it? So I don't know. Yeah. It's... Yeah, I don't How know. odd. Should we rank this uh, this this work of uh, horrible science horror fiction? Yeah. What do we reckon, Chris? Do you want to go first because you're the most negative? <laughs> um, definitely lower than last week's. Um, <laughs> yeah, if, if say that, if people weren't listening, Sunshine uh, didn't do as well as Chris would like it to. So this is like it's just weak in story. I know what I know what's. I don't know what's happening, but it's kind of like a montage sort of... It's probably a short idea, actually, not even a feature. Um, okay. I would say some summer like 62. 62, okay. Uh, what would you say, Sam? Uh, sorry, I'm looking at the Doom Door. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've, do you want to know the origin of the Doom Door? Go for it. Tell, Go on, then. tell us. Uh, it was, it was pulled from a commercial sound effects library called Sound Ideas by the composer yeah, for Doom, uh, Bobby Prince. But it is the first sort of instance of it being used in pop culture as a door. So all the ones after that are sort of from uh, Doom. Uh, from, yeah. There you go. I thought I'd heard it before. Yeah, I've used it. Oh, yeah. Used oh, it's a classic, door. isn't it? The Doom door. I normally use it for like something powering down. 
Hmm. Yeah, I think there's a couple. I think that is a more parry down one. There's another one that's sort of the reverse of that one. It's definitely it's in some of stuff. Is it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he opens a door, you know, when he's got the torch on his head and he goes into like that big engine room. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. That it's there. Yeah. Sure. It's a classic, that Doom door. Yeah. You can't escape it. I love the Doom door. Uh, so you said 62, did you? That's far too low. Mm. Um, mm. I would say, no, not far too low, but it's too low. For me, I would say, I'd say 50. Uh, Book War Games below Andromeda Strain. Hmm. I was going to say maybe like under the faculty, around that area, around Voyage Home. 47. Kind of. Yeah, so 50 is fine for me. I'm all, I will concede with that. I think that's, uh, yeah, that's a Six, good... Uh, what did you say, Chris? 60 is bullshit. No, it's like... <laughs> what did you no. say, 62? He's going to say like, um, he's going to say even lower now. <laughs> maybe like... Uh, <laughs> better than Phantom Menace. 68? No. 58. Oh, 58. Oh, 58. What's that? Below Search for yeah. Spock. Yeah. <sighs> uh, I think it's better than... I think last... it's better than Search for Spock. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Not. Search for Spock has got a story. And it's Star Trek. It's got a story, though. It's just, not, it's just yeah. a very simple story. Yeah, it's just not much. Yeah, it's just... I've, yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's, around that it's area. It's got that, that classic story, Grieving Doctor becomes Hell Knight, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know. <laughs> That's one of the tropes in it, one of, one of those, like... Eyes out. Yeah, one of those classic seven stories, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think Shakespeare uh, Shakespeare did a version of that, didn't he? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy well, around that... I think next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm happy around that kind of Bill and Ted's war games That's like That's an area I'm happy with. Should we settle around there? Around... Early 50s. 54. Yeah, if you like. 54. 54. Below Bill and Ted, above surrogates. Okay. It's better than bloody surrogates, wasn't it? You both hated surrogates. That's a film that's way too high on this list. All right, 54. Cool. There it goes. In In it goes. It's not better than Phantom Menace. Mm. I think it is, but you you don't, so... (laughs) That's probably the only Paul um, W.S. Anderson film you can watch, isn't it? Because... A zombie uh, sci-fi? Not really. We can't really. I mean, there's a lot of scientific... Oh, no, because actually it is a... Um... Grenade Days Later we can watch, can't we? No, um, another... Um, An it, outbreak. It is... Well, yeah, no, but like, yeah, Paul W.S. Anderson. It is a virus, isn't it? I don't know. Mm. It's maybe going more into horror than science, I would say. I mean, they are no, in that weird facility. Crap, anyway. I don't want to uh, <laughs> I, I Oh, no, he like... directed um, Alien vs. Predator, didn't he? Oh dear! Perfect. I mean, this is definitely the highest that we get in the list. I think. Yeah. No. (laughs) I don't know. Alien vs Predator. Not bad. No. No. Save that argument for another day. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, I I like the Resident Evil films. I think there's uh, they they kind of go quite weird towards the end. Um, Yeah. But in a good way, I think. But anyway. But anyway. What's Uh, the one? The one where they sort of do the first film again. I saw that. Oh yeah. Not longer. That was quite fun. Yeah, I know that. Is that there's the one where there's a big facility and it's got scenes from almost like four of the yeah, films. Yeah, yeah. There's a, the the um that road in Tokyo. There's a bit in that. Yeah. You know that crossing in Tokyo. There's a bit there and there's a weird Russian bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the way strange ones. films, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I just you just get the idea that he just gets the money and then he asks Milojanovic if she'll do it and she's like, yeah, whatever. Well, she, uh, she's a, she's his wife, isn't she? Oh well, there you go. That's why they do. Yeah, they're that. married, so that's why they just do what they want. Yeah. Just do what they want, yeah. Um, Should we flash to the past to hear what's next week? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Hello from the past. We are here 
um, to show you next week's film. It's the uh, conclusion of our horror trilogy. Mm. It's Jason X. X gone, give it to you. <laughs> That's a song. That's a song. I wasn't just saying weird yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. A, a proper, proper horror film. Yeah. Chris, have you ever seen Jason X? No. Alex, I you've seen. Yeah, Jason. I have seen Jason X, but a long time ago. Like I can't. Hmm. Yeah, but it's. Uh, I often think about it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it's so odd. It's a very strange film. Um, uh, we got. Do you know? We got a synopsis. I, we haven't really decided. <sighs> no, we did, No, I. I, I, <laughs> I mean. So let me just reread a synopsis. Yeah. Anyway, let me get a synopsis up. I mean, all you need to know basically is Jason's in space. That's kind of yeah. the. The uh, twist of it, a serial killer is... Hmm. Here we go. The year is 2455. The place is Old Earth. Once the shimmering blue jewel of the galaxy, Old Earth is now a contaminated planet abandoned for centuries. Yet humans have returned to the deadly place they once fled. Not to live, but to research the ancient rusting artefacts of the bygone civilizations that cause this environmental disaster. And little does the most recent landing party of intrepid young explorers realise the fate that awaits them. So it's like, it's really far in the future. Hmm. And they've forgotten uh, yeah. humanity. They don't know what we did anymore. Like they didn't keep any records. Yeah, weird. Um, I mean, I wanted to watch this because I watched this quite recently, and I'd forgotten. There's an amazing scene of like like a VR scene. Yeah, like this. Do you remember that, Alex? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's watch the trailer for Jason. A team of students is about to discover a life form frozen in time. Wow. They're on their way back. Prepare for docking and power up the lab. You brought them on board? Everything's under control, man. What the hell is going on? Jason Voorhees, that's what's going on. He's an unstoppable killing machine. It looked like Power Rangers or something. It was terrible. You've got to approach it with an open mind. Right? Yeah. It's, right, okay. it's not a great film, but it's... It's interesting in what it's doing. It's a very strange thing because it is literally yeah. transporting a like teen slasher flick into space. Yeah, it's such a strange construction. Barely, it just looks like they put some tin foil on the walls. <laughs> no, it's not. No, no. Watch it. Open, I say open mind. Open it's mind, just Chris. Odd. It's a. It, I, I will guarantee there will never be a film like this on the list again. I don't think. So. <laughs> well, there aren't uh, many films. I mean, normally that kind of thing is done actually like completely gimmicky, isn't it? Like. Um, Mm. You know, yeah, Muppets, Muppets from Space. Yeah, yeah, like way, way. Yeah. Something into space. Yeah. No, it didn't really. Stayed on Good it. for the Friday the 13th people trying to do something different. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Looking forward to uh, yeah. watching that. Brilliant. Cool. Uh, that'll be next week on the SFRS. Bye. 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 So Jason it, X, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a third of our horror horror trilogy. Yeah, the trilogy, yeah. Uh, that'll be fun. There you go. Well, um, any comments or any... Do we have any mail? No, no mail this time, I don't think. Oh, um, itty. I, I, there was a comment. Uh, hang on, let me have a look. You speak more yourself a minute. I'm looking right, well, well, where we are, uh, you can find us, SF Rating System. Uh, that's on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and then Science Fiction Rating System at gmail.com if you want to email us, uh, or Science Fiction Rating System.com for the website. Was that enough time? I can't find it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
I'll find for next time. Yeah. Anyway, well, thank you very much, everyone. Uh, Horror continues next week. See you all for that. Bye. Bye.